Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is brought to you in part by Northside Cafe in Winterset. Just a short drive from Des Moines. Go check out Winterset's oldest cafe located right on the Courthouse Square. Mention Caffeinated Thoughts and you'll get a free crisp for dessert. No, you can't. Mm, how can you beat that? And their crisp is really good. I've had it. I can testify to that. Well, speaking of such things, did you verify that there would be sort of a continuous freebie for the uh, show hosts? No. You know what? I have not had a chance. That didn't quite make it at the top of my priority list. I'm sorry about that, Brian. Who's here today? Anyway, hey, Brian Myers is back in studio. <laughs> it seems like it hasn't been a month, so it's like... This was a bonus it's appearance. A, it's a bonus appearance. Oh, I love that. Of course, I'm Shane Vanderhart. So I'm still ha- going to hammer on you about not negotiating these free crisps on a sort of ad infinitum basis. I, I will. <laughs> I, Just saying. So, um, what do you think about this weather, man? Uh, I, August is like saying, June, give us our weather back. Yeah, I don't know what's up with this. It's probably climate change. Yeah, must be. <laughs> it's always climate change, isn't <laughs> it? Must be. <laughs> Of course, storms right, last night, climate change. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah hey. my, we have a mini schnauzer who's, like, afraid of her own shadow. Oh, my And goodness. anything, there's Dog loud stories. noise. She, like, vibrates. You know, I mean, she'll shake so bad, she, like, vibrates, and uh-huh. she'll, like, start panting. And I, this morning, I couldn't find her. She was underneath my daughter's bed. She must have slept there all night because of the storms. So, wow. That was, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, I've, I, I noticed online they got this thing called thunder jackets or thunder vests for dogs. Thunder vests? Yeah, it's this, thing you, it, it's this thing that yeah, it helps them with anxiety. You put, you put, you put it on the dog, and I don't know, for some reason it like, puts pressure on their rib cage or something, and <laughs> that just keeps them calm. I want an anxiety vest. That's what I want. We all want anxiety vests. There's, there's, there's medication for that for you. Stop. You know, you need to be medicated. You need to be medicated. Yeah. I get a phone That's call probably from true. It, let me back up just a minute. Shane occasionally does some work for me. Um, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But as a result of said work, he frequently has to drive one of my fleet of hacks. Okay? So I've got this fleet of, of hacks that each one has about 275,000 miles on it. This was a different one. I've, this is the first time I've actually driven this vehicle. I think it's the second time. Second time from the but a- anyway, if there's okay. a if there is a problem to be exploited with one of these vehicles, I usually find it. He finds and it. It's typically when I'm in Cedar Rapids. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but so this t- where were you this time? Fort Dodge this time. I get the I get a phone call from yeah. him the other day. He says, "Brian, this is Shane. Beep beep beep. I I, I locked the door and, and your alarm's going off and I can't get it to stop. Beep beep beep." Oh, man. So apparently with the security <laughs> feature, using your key is a bad thing, <laughs> which I don't get. It's like it's, I, I'm using the key <laughs> that the manufacturer gave for the car. Why is the security yeah, well, you, thing going on? You locked off? it with the remote, and it didn't like it that you went back with a key. That's what... That's what uh, the, but it was... 
It wasn't funny at the time. I actually felt bad for him. No, don't get me in. I could hear him and over the phone. I, I, he was in there people scrambling. are like looking at me. Like, <laughs> oh, man. He's inside the vehicle, and he had to cut to shut the door to get it to, to shut sure, off. Sure. Says, man, it's hot in here. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, put your windows down. I can't. It goes off if I try. He, he tried that. He tried to roll the window down. And I'm like, at this time, it's like, this was not my finest moment. I have to... I, I was uh, I was so very stressed I, out. It's one of those times I wish I could have recorded the phone call. <laughs> I, I'm glad you didn't. That would be like blackmail. So all right, um, enough of all this. Yes. <laughs> anyway, things are better now. I'm yes. much better now. <laughs> and we got one of those lightning vests on, right? <laughs> <laughs> or thunder vest. Yes. Shane needs a thunder vest. <laughs> so hey, we've got a special guest in studio with us, Drew Zahn. With the family leader, you're the communications director. Is that your official title? That is the official title. And probably you have something like in other duties as assigned. We all have multiple hats we wear, absolutely. Yeah, having 20 years of nonprofit experience, I know how that is. So, uh, tell you, you got an event coming up, the Family Leadership Summit. What's that all about? Well, this year, the theme of it is called Principle Over Politics. And uh, the reason that theme really resonates is especially after 2016, which was such a divisive year in the world of politics. Well, I thought it really was kind of civil. You no, know, not even a little bit. And, and, and you know what? You've, you've seen it on Facebook with your friends or the people who aren't your friends anymore. <laughs> um, I, this is probably the election where I've lost more Facebook friends than anybody. Shane uh, doesn't any have election. any Facebook friends. He simply has followers. Okay. <laughs> That's, He's an equal opportunity offender. Well, if yeah. I can to play in words a little bit, that our, our nation is becoming that, where right. we cease to be friends. We're just followers. I follow the red team. I follow the blue team. Right. I follow the Trump team or the anti-Trump team or Hillary or Bernie. It's on, you know, it doesn't matter what your political party is. There's this sort of uh, spirit of the age whereby we identify with one team, mm-hmm. and everybody on the other team is inherently bad, and the shots get fired back and forth. The verbal volleys get fired back. Back and forth. It's over politicization. We're not so verbal as we're going to talk about next second. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. And uh, it, that sort of animosity is creating a, a scenario where we can't talk civilly about issues anymore, even when we agree on some of the issues anymore. Right. And so, and, and we're getting weary of it. Yeah. We're getting weary of it. And so this particular summit is really focusing on what does it mean as a believer to stand up for your principles mm. over and above politics? Let's set the politics aside and say, what are the things we believe in? These are the things we're going to stand on, and we will ally with those without shooting the people who might disagree with us. That's, yeah. So... You are, who, are, who are you having come? We are bringing in people from a, a variety of different, uh, different spheres of influence. We've okay. got some people coming from the entertainment industry. We've okay. got some people coming from uh, the church and some people from the political arena, government arena. Yeah, so you've got Kellyanne Conway. Exactly. Coming. Kellyanne Conway, as well as Senators uh, Ernst and Grassley from here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. They're coming from that sphere. We've got Pastor Jim Garlow. Uh, okay. from Skyline Church out in San Diego, and George mm-hmm. Barna, the author and, and Christian pollster extraordinaire, coming in sort of from the church angle. And we've got the Benham Brothers coming in. Uh, and if you don't know who the Benham Brothers are, first of all, they're a, they're a, they're a riot. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're very funny, great guys, former they pro seem like baseball they like players. They like their caffeine, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, these guys had a home improvement show. 
that was going to you know go on uh, one of those networks, you know whether it was HGTV or TLC or whoever I forget. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyways, when it was found out that these were guys who stood for traditional marriage, they had their show yanked away from them. So they know exactly what it's like to stand on principle and suffer the consequences for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very inspiring, very entertaining. So they're coming in to talk to, and each of these people, you know, I, I know that when you bring up names, like a certain senator or a certain counselor to the president, uh, that when you bring up these names, a lot of people look at them and say, well, wait a minute, they didn't stand up for principle here. They got very political there. Well, we're going to have the opportunity to ask them the questions and talk right. about what is it like when you're in the belly of the beast, when you're in Congress or you're in the White House, when you're trying to serve out of your principles, how do you make those decisions? Where do you draw the lines, et cetera? We're going to have an opportunity to ask them those questions and learn from them even if we disagree with them. Right. You're listening to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, and in studio we've got Drew Zahn and Brian's back and... Um, I, I just wanted to ask, you know, for you, uh, for your organization, what's your perspective as far as where where are the hills that you believe politicians should die on, and where is compromise okay? Well, we stand on the issues that we can clearly see delineated in in Scripture. You know, that's that's where we and we urge the church to get involved and make the church's voice known. And when you do that, you see that influence of, of scriptural values. Now, yeah, even in the church, we disagree on some issues. That's right. very true. Um, our organization has a few uh, places where we take stands. You know, we take stands for a biblical definition of marriage we, and biblical sexuality. We've also taken a big stand uh, just this past year on a couple of issues. One is the life issue. We've been fighting very diligently for that up at the Capitol. And another one, which actually this one crosses political lines, is the issue of uh, payday predatory loans. Right. Yeah, that's definitely got bipartisan appeal. Yeah, that's an that's an issue where, you know, if you want to, and there are those who like to, because we live in such a politicized age, like to accuse us of being strictly uh, Republican. Mm. Uh, no, that's not the case. You know, we've we've uh, allied ourselves with and a coalition of, of groups that are traditionally left leaning because on this issue, because we believe that it's wrong Biblically, it's called usury mm-hmm. to charge a person 200% interest on a $500 loan. Right, right. So one, th- one of the things we noticed in 2016, and it's, pr- it's probably been going on for a while, and I think there's a, the church is going, especially evangelicals in particular, are going to be challenged more and more. It's like, what do we need to do to position ourselves where we're speaking truth to power rather than being seen as, hey, just another voting block of the Republican Party. Exactly. I mean, you're correctly pointing to the reality that that the world is looking at us, and they're saying, hey, wait a minute. When you compromise your principles to back a politician, what does that say about your principles? Right. And this summit is encouraging us all to stand up for those principles and stand up when you've got a politician that 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 or, or a government leader just like um nathan went to david you know nathan was a big friend to david he was a close friend to david but when david strayed when david did wrong it was nathan that went to him and said you know you are that man and yeah. called him to account. The church needs to remember our voice is allegiance to one and one only, and that's Jesus Christ. It's, yeah, it's just been disappointing to me, and I I, I, I want to preface this. I don't want to turn this into a Trump criticism segment. That's not what this is about. But it 
<laughs> Brian's looking at me like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, but uh, one I of the things that, that, that frustrated me was that it seemed like let's let's defend our guy during the election at all costs, regardless of what he says, regardless of what he does. And and, it, and, and I saw, you know, friends, believers doing this, and I was just like... Yeah, you know, the the church can't do that. That's putting politics right. over principle. We're looking to completely turn that its, on that its, its head. Principle over politics. And it's not just Trump. You pick any of the divisive right. figures. You know, there were a lot of Christians who, when Bernie Sanders would say something... Instantly slammed him for it, whether he may have been accurate or right or not. And the same with Hillary and the same with pick any of the 17 Republicans, etc. If he's not your team. Right twice a day. So, (laughs) yes. So, yeah, Bernie Sanders, you know, anytime he goes off on economics, you know, I I tune him out. But, you know, he does have some good things to say. Well, you know, one of the things we've been hearing for almost 40 years is God is not a Republican. Yeah, you hear that frequently from uh, the Democratic Party, individuals in the Democratic Party. And while I thoroughly agree with that, the the one thing I would say in response is he's really clearly not a Democrat. You cannot hold many of the positions that are core to their worldview and be a Christian. And I, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how many I don't know how many liberals have had tell me while well, Jesus was liberal. Right. It's like, where do you get that from? Oh, well, it's because they take the, they look at the Beatitudes. Well, and you, they look, and you at, look historically too. Being a liberal in Jesus' day is very different from being a progressive mm-hmm. today. Those aren't the same. True, things. true. But, but you, you, lot, you cannot, you cannot deny the existence of God. You cannot uh, throw the the uh, uh, biblical ethics of human sexuality into the trash heap. You cannot look at life uh, the way they do. Well, I think and, continue I think to, and continue somehow to think they've got the moral high ground. Sorry. I think you're pointing to exactly the problem when we don a jersey and say, I agree with everything this jersey says, and that jersey is anything other than scriptures. Okay, if you don the, the jersey of a certain, Repub- uh, excuse me, a certain political party, take either one. Mm-hmm. If you have to, therefore, stand up and defend everything mm-hmm. that party Absolutely. does in its convention, it doesn't matter. It's not Republican or Democrat. You can't be – I would suggest – I hope I don't get in trouble with my boss for this. I would suggest you can't be a Christian and be a Republican uber allis or Democrat uber allis type of person. You, you can't do – that well, we, you have to stand. Up. I think you're gonna make some I people mad, we, Drew. Uh, I think we I certainly it. found that out in this last election cycle. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it, it, it should have been a bridge too far for many of us. It, it was. We got but, a couple minutes left, and I want to make sure that we get all the pertinent information about this event out uh, because I could see forgetting to do it and then running out of time. So, sure. What, what, when's the event? Yeah, the event is July 15th. That's a Saturday. It runs from basically from 9 to 5. It's at the Iowa Event Center, specifically the building we all know as VETS. Um, and, uh, I think it's called Community Choice Credit Union Convention, Convention Center. Center. You got it. Exactly. Yes. I don't know if they could have made that longer. Probably. <laughs> it does make it hard to put out in a tweet. I'll tell you that. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> But yes, July 15th, if you want uh, tickets, and there are, is a way to obtain free tickets, by the way, if you're a pastor or a spouse, or you're willing to become a monthly donor to Media? the family leader. 
Free is good. Yes, media, media. Okay. If you uh, email me and let me know you're coming, and I'll get okay. you on the credentials list. Yes, um, <clears throat> but yes, you want to go to uh, you can go to thefamilyleader.com. There's a link there to it, or you can go more directly to thefamilyleadershipsummit.com. Awesome, and again, that's July fifteenth, and and check that out. It's we we uh, did a live broadcast last year from that, and that had a lot of. We'll be there again this interviews. year, but I don't, I don't think, think we're, we're not going to be broadcast. live broadcast. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll definitely be there. Uh, looking forward to it. And Drew, thank you for coming on. And and this is this is a conversation. You know, we we need to get back to civility when we discuss politics as well, um, and standing on principles. We as believers need to approach this differently. Uh, we can't just you know, hey, go Team Red, go GOP, and and. Anyway, hey, this is Captain Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment. Hi, this is Brian Myers of Myers & Associates. If you're involved in maintenance at a manufacturing plant, you know how costly it can be when a machine goes down. And if the reason that machine went down is because the electronic controls on it failed, it can really be problematic if those electronics are obsolete. Well, not to worry. We represent Providence Industrial Electronics Repair, and they can get your machine up and running in no time. They repair boards, drives, servo motors, light curtains, you name it. So if you need industrial electronics repaired at your plant, or if you have other industrial maintenance needs, give me a call at 515-490-2640. That's Myers and Associates, 515-490-2640. Myers and Associates, keeping your operations running. Radio is only possible through the generosity of our sponsors. Be sure to check out Travis Rizvold, a modern woodman of America. Call Travis at 515-883-0029. Again, that's 515-883-0029. He can help you find the life insurance you need. You need. And <laughs> that was... Boy, that was lame, guys. Uh, second sponsor. <laughs> well, try try slowing down a little bit if you want us to jump in there. Yeah, yeah well, I got to get our, our the second sponsor. Is also, we're sponsored by Crosswalk Ministries with Scott Owen, who offers biblical counseling and conciliation. Contact him at 515-635-5465 or crosswalkcounseling.com. Dot org and his bumper music is rocking out today no doubt yeah <laughs> so i wanted to talk about the uh, alexandria shooting and we've got um, a clip from uh Rand paul was talking to fox and friends uh senator Rand paul was actually an eyewitness he was if you're not familiar i i, I hope unless you're like living in iraq or something then you're probably not listening to this show anyway uh that there was a a, a shooter attacked the, Congre- the Republican Congressional Baseball Game of Practice uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, uh, shot um, House Majority Whip Steve Scalise, I think that's how you pronounce it, or Scalise, uh, out of Louisiana, uh, shot four other uh, people, um, Crystal Greiner, Zach Barth, David Bailey, and Matt Micah, 
Uh, these are staffers, congressional staffers that happen to be in, in attendance. Uh, but Senator Paul was talking about just what happened, what he witnessed. So go think, ahead and play. I think one or two of these are from the Capitol Police as well. Uh, yes, you're right. I think you're right. I think Crystal Bailey, if I got the name right, I think actually, she's... Actually, uh, David Bailey. David Bailey. David Bailey actually was shot, continued to engage the shooter, and then went and helped Rep- Congressman Scalise... Um, before he got he himself was attended, uh, so the, he's a he's a hero, um, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, hats off to the Capitol Police. Um, that could have, if they weren't there, that would have been a bloodbath. Oh, Crystal Griner, that's it. Yeah. Crystal Griner, yeah, okay. David Bailey. Okay, yep. So anyway, go ahead and play clip uh, two. Outside of the field, and the first thing we heard was uh, a loud gunshot. And, you know, I grew up in the South, so it wasn't that uncommon to hear like a shotgun go off, a random shotgun. And then we got to thinking, well, gosh, we're not really in the South and we're actually in the city. But then before we could think too much, but nobody really dove for the dirt with the first shot. The first shot, there was a couple of seconds, but then there was a succession of maybe five or ten shots in a row. And people began to to drop. Uh, Representative Scalise was out at second base, probably about 50 yards from me. But there was in between he and I about a 10-foot fence, so there was no way to for me to get to where he was. And it was also sort of a killing field. It was wide open with an AR-15. Then there's probably a burst of 50 to 60 shots. Why and do you, why, Senator, yeah. why do you say it's an AR-15? It's just, uh, people said the sound of it sounded like it, and it did appear that he had a rifle. But um, So you saw the gunman? Vaguely, I not. I mean, I'm probably 75 yards. I'm at the. I I was lucky in the sense that I had just been at home plate taking batting practice, and I was walking out. And sometimes uh, Jeff Flake goes home with me, and he said, "Can I have a ride?" And I said, "Yeah, I'm going to do one more turn in the batting cage." So I went to the batting cage, which turns out to be the farthest point from where the shooter was. Mm -hmm. I was 20 steps from him, but I got uh, just the luck of happenstance. I happened to be walking away, and it was at the farthest point. So when the gunshots came in rapid succession, there was a big oak tree right behind the batting cage. I thought the shots were coming from the third base side, but it took, you know, another 10 or 20 shots until I could, and then I was still guessing that they were coming from that side. I didn't know which side of the tree to stand on. And so inside the right field fence, there are a couple of staffers have raced around the track, but there's a 20-foot fence. I can't get to them. They can't get to me. Um, But at some point you've got to decide whether to stay and, and if the gunman exa- advances you have no chance or you got to run so one of the staffers quickly climbed in about two seconds climbed the 20-foot fence hopped down beside me and we're behind the tree still gunshots are you know ringing out representative scalise goes down we can see him but we can't get to him because really nobody could get to him until the gunman was brought down there's probably five or ten congressmen hunkering down in the first base dugout. The gunman's in the third behind the third base dugout. And where was and, uh, Mr. Scalise's security detail? Um, they're usually in a black SUV somewhere around the field. And so at this point, the gunman's reloading. There's probably been 50 or 60 shots. It, it we can't really see him that well, but my gut feeling was I've got to stay. I've got to decide to stay or run. And at this point, I think he's advancing towards us. People are moving behind different buildings. There, are, most everybody's closer to the gunman than than I am. I'm at a distant right. point, 
but the staffer that made it over the fence, we were trying to decide to stay or go. And at this point, you know, the, the Capitol Police began returning fire. I do believe that without the Capitol Hill Police, uh, it would have been a massacre. We, wow. we had no defense. I mean, right. no defense. We had no defense at all. Do you have- so <clears throat> that was actually a longer clip. that we actually, I must have deleted the other one. So uh, <laughs> anyway, that was good. And, and that... That was, yeah, he brought up a good point, is if it weren't for one of the leaders at, you know, congressional leaders there, there would have been no Capitol Police protection. And we probably would have been dealing with several dead congressmen and senators, and that would have been... uh, That would have been horrendous. Yeah, horrific. I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, The shooter, who I'm not going to say his name... Um, first of all, I want to make a point. He's, he's been tied to Bernie Sanders, uh, because he worked on his campaign. He actually worked on his campaign in Iowa in quad cities area. Uh, he's also, I guess, a supporter of, uh, Southern poverty law center. Um, I do not believe Bernie Sanders or, uh, Southern poverty law center are responsible for this man's acts any more than some loon who shoots up, you know, any more than, than pro-life groups are responsible for a loon who shoots up an abortion clinic. Um, mental illness and sin, there's knows no partisan. It, it doesn't hold to a specific ideology. It, it doesn't belong in within one political party. Uh, so the person who was responsible for the shooting is the person who, who, who you know, did the act. So I want to be very clear about that. Um, I was kind of, it was interesting though. I am disappointed by some of the reaction. Now the people who are mainstream for, let's go ahead and play the clip from Bernie Sanders um, real quick. I'm sickened by this despicable act And let me be as clear as I can be. Violence of any kind is unacceptable in our society. And I condemn this action in the strongest possible terms. Real change can only come about through nonviolent action. And anything else runs counter to our most deeply held American values. So, you know, it's, how, how did we get here? Um, we've always had, I mean, we've been, the, after this election, we've been very divided. We've seen riots. We've seen protests. Uh, we've even seen some violence on, on college campuses uh, as well as in Berkeley. Uh, how, how did we get, I mean, we've always had nasty political rhetoric for as long as we've had politics. However, I think there's, there's been a change. Um, and I think, you know, social media has a lot to do with that because now it seems like we are living in silos. Uh, we're following and we're, you know, Facebooking with people that we agree with and we like, um, people who are similar to us. Uh, I, there's a lot, I guess, um, there's a lot less engagement in real life and more engagement online. So we're not really 
you know, a lot of us aren't really talking to real people. We're not getting to know people like we should. Um, and I think because of these silos, uh, it, it makes it sets up an environment where where I, I, I think you can see some extreme people, especially those who are unhinged, um, end up taking action, you know, different actions. Um, so I, not that the rhetoric's to blame, but I think I think the environment we set ourselves up in doesn't help. Um, yep. You got something you want to say? Well, I, I just Shane, I, I I think I think well, first of all, you're exactly right. It's the rhetoric. The rhetoric is an effect. It's not the cause. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, he, and I also I also agree that because of our technology, our, our communications are are just instantaneous and they're vast. Nothing like we've ever experienced as a, as a race and before. I think we, I think we say race. I think we say things online that we would not say in person. Well, perhaps, but the, some but, people, not not everybody. But but I, I really don't think that's the issue. Um, if you look at the history of of these sorts of things, um, I, I heard a, I heard someone uh, say on the radio yesterday. I thought this was a really really good point. It's exactly what I thought. We're going through a period very similar to the 1850s. Okay, we're doing it without the technology. So you say there's civil me, war they, coming up? <laughs> well. Let me get to that in a moment. We're about we're going to run out of time, but um, they were doing it without the technology that we have now, mm-hmm. um, and that the communication wasn't quite so instantaneous. But the but the feeling that the division amongst the people and and the the emotion between the parties was just as high, probably higher right. than it, than it is now. The thing that has saved us from having a civil war is, in, in the 1850s, the, the two groups who were so violently we're dis- disagreeing with one another divided. were geographically divided. We tend to be more urban-rural. Right. And it's distributed in many ways throughout the country. Yeah. Although it is, in, in some respects, you, you, you see a, a, a big division in the, in the, uh, on the West Coast and, and also in the Northeast. So I, I say all that to say that I, I think I, I I realize we have a problem, and I realize it's exacerbated mm-hmm. by our technology and our instantaneous communication. I get all that, right? Um, but I think the fundamentals of the situation really aren't any different than they have been at other periods in our history. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I have to give uh, briefly give Steve Dace uh, some props here. He wrote an article at Conservative Review. That's entitled, If We don't, Can't Do This, We Will Create More James Hodgkinsons. Um, and a couple of points he brought up, I just wanted to point out. He said he's talking about how we talk to people we disagree with. Um, remember, each of us is an image bearer of God. You might not like that liberal's point of view, but he or she was created in the image of God just like you and me. He or she has intrinsic value. Um, so when we think, when we look at people who are image bearers of God, and that's everybody that's around you, whether they're Christ follower or not, we need to treat them with dignity and respect. Um, so that, you know, that we need to bear that in mind in our conversations. We need to also, it seems like our politics have become more personal. There's a lot, a lot more personal attacks and, and especially we as Christ followers, need to make sure that we stay f- are focused on 
idea is not the person. That was his second point. But the focus on the idea is not the person. And then, and talking to everybody here, he said also says, stop substituting emotion for actual debate. Um, it'd be not, that would be great. I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen. He said, but also, he says, have more in-person, real-time debates, even vigorous ones, not less. Because it's hard to attack somebody that you're sitting next to. Because you realize they're, you know, they're a real person. Um, well, we've been down, we've been down this road before. I, you know, right after the Gabby Giffords shooting, there was all of this discussion about civil rhetoric. It lasted about a week. Yeah, we that, do. For, forgive me, but that's going to happen again. Unfortunately, you're you're probably right. And this is, uh, but we do need to re- return to civility. It's Captain Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Brian Myers. When I needed a better life insurance plan, I found it with Travis Rizvold of Modern Woodman of America. When I first met Travis, he wasn't like some other life insurance agents that can be pushy and try to get you to buy something. Travis just made himself available to me. That was it. He told me to let him know if and when I needed anything, and he stayed in touch. When the day came and I did need to make some changes with my life insurance, Travis met with me and walked me through several options so I could make an informed decision. Ultimately, it was the best decision for my situation. So if you need a better or the best life insurance plan for you, call my friend Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. His number is 515-883-0029. Travis Rizvold with Modern Woodman. He can help you find the life insurance you need. Call him at 515-883-0029. Every human being has God-given dignity. That's what we believe at American Principles Project. We work in all 50 states and in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious freedom, local control over education, economic progress for working Americans, and a return to the constitutional principles that make America great. Want to help us out? Visit our website today and sign up for email updates, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. That's AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. Welcome to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio, a stimulating look at culture, current events, faith, and politics from a Christian and conservative point of view. We don't just talk on the radio, we blog too. Check us out at caffeinatedthoughts.com. Now grab a cup of coffee and join us. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. And welcome back to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Caffeinated Thoughts Radio is sponsored in part by American Principles Project, a conservative political think tank in Washington, D.C., American Principles Project believes that human dignity should be at the heart of public policy. They work in all 50 states and in Washington, D.C. to promote life, religious liberty, and local control over education, authentic economic progress for working Americans, and a return to constitutional principles such as federalism. Want to help American Principles Project? Visit their website today, AmericanPrinciplesProject.org. That's AmericanPrinciples, P-L-E-S, Project.org. Sign up for email updates, send a small donation in their way, help them out. They're a great group, and full disclosure, I work with them. So uh, I can attest that they're an awesome group. Awesome group. So uh, now, kick no, it over. Now, now nobody's going to send money. <laughs> and send them money. Money. money, money, money Just money, forget money, that money, I said money. I was involved. Okay. Now it's time 
for our news segment, otherwise known affectionately as News You Can Use. First up, this is from Caffeinated Dots. I know I those like guys. That. Yeah. I like that. We know those guys. Mm-hmm. That some guy named Vanderhart wrote this piece. Mm-hmm. Southern Baptists reject the anti-gospel of the alt-right white supremacy. The delegates, which are called messengers, at the Southern Baptist Convention's annual convention in Phoenix, Arizona, voted on Wednesday in favor of a resolution that denounced the, quote, anti-gospel of alt-right white supremacy, unquote. The original resolution was introduced by Pastor William Dwight McKissick, Sr., a black pastor who founded Cornerstone Baptist Church in Arlington, Texas, was rejected by the resolutions committee. Quite a bit of drama ensued, which finally led to an agreement to rewrite the resolution and put it to a vote, which eventually passed unanimously. Yeah, the problem was, I just jump in here, the problem was with some parliamentary procedures, so that's what mucked it up. Not that, oh, Southern Baptists are inherently yeah, racist. Bunch of bigots. Wanna, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to get through this as quickly as I can. These are the three resolutions. Resolved that the messengers to the Southern Baptist Convention meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, June 13th and 14th, 2017, decry every form of racism, including alt-right white supremacy and every form of racial and ethnic hatred as of the devil. And be it further resolved that we acknowledge that we must make progress in rooting out any remaining forms of intentional or unintentional racism in our midst. And be it further resolved that we earnestly pray both for those who advocate racist ideologies and those who are thereby deceived that they may see their error through the light of the gospel, repent of those hatreds, and come to know the peace and love of Christ through redeemed fellowship in the kingdom of God, which is established from every tribe, excuse me, nation, tribe, people, and language. Yeah, I, I especially like that last. You know, it gives hope um, to everybody. Uh, so, Shane, maybe you can shed some light uh, about what precipitated um, all of this. Was there was there a particular uh, event or a particular uh, a set of assumptions uh, that, uh, that this I, needed to be I, addressed? I'm sure it was probably well. Alt right kind of cropped its its ugly head in the SBC with, in, and not so much in the SBC, uh-huh. but just in culture with the the election. And and since you had uh, some prominent Southern Baptist pastors uh, jump on board the Trump train, uh-huh. um, okay. and, and they left. Trump had nothing to do with this. By the way, this is not Donald. This is not an issue with Donald Trump. But it since it became alt right, suddenly became linked with conservative, the conservative movement, the Southern Baptists, especially because of their history. They felt they had to address it. They felt like this. they had to address it, um, especially since uh, about 20% of all SBC churches now are uh, majority uh, ethnic, uh, so or ethnic dominated, and about 50% of all the uh, newer church plants are uh, ethnocentric um, churches. So it's, it's the denominations becoming more and more and more diverse. Um, and some people might say, well, why haven't they done a, a resolution on Black Lives Matters? Well, for one thing, again, going back to the history of the Southern Baptist Convention, they were started because of 
racism and slavery and and down you know um so that's in their history so they felt like they just they had to address this um uh because they they wanted to make sure they white na- nationalism didn't take get a foothold mm-hmm. in, the, in sure. the denomination okay next up this is from uh the now let's see here the new york times editorial board yeah this is from their original editorial not all the details are known yet about what happened in Virginia, but a sickening, sickeningly familiar pattern is emerging in the assault. The sniper, James Hodkinson, who was killed by Capitol Police officers, was surely deranged, and his derangement had found its fuel in politics. Mr. Hodgkinson was a Bernie Sanders supporter and a campaign volunteer opposed to President Trump. He posted many anti-Trump messages on social media, including one in March that said, quote, time to destroy Trump and company, unquote. Was this attack evidence of how vicious American politics has become? Probably. In 2011, when Jared Lee, is it Launer? Launer. Launer. Opened fire in a supermarket parking lot, grievously uh, wounding Representative Gabby Giffords and killing six people, including a nine-year-old girl. The link to political incitement was clear. Before the shooting, Sarah Palin's political action committee circulated a map of targeted electoral districts that put Ms. Giffords and 19 other Democrats under stylized crosshairs. Conservatives and right-wing media were quick on Wednesday to demand forceful condemnation of hate speech and crimes by anti-Trump liberals. They're right, though there's no sign of incitement as direct as in the Giffords attack. Liberals should, of course, hold themselves to the same standard of decency that they ask of the right. Now, what's interesting about this, this is the original editorial. And then the Times editorial board had to come back with a correction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just basically what they said was complete lie. Um, <laughs> feature that. Yeah. Sarah Palin's, first of all, lo- this uh, Jared Lee Launer had, was, tar- was targeting Giffords three years before this Sarah Palin's yeah. uh, thing, uh, this thing came out. There was no link. There, there's no link. We don't even know if he saw it. Um, it, it it's ridiculous. And, the, and, and then they just totally gloss over, well, uh, but there, there is direct evidence that that the shooter in Virginia was politically active. But I don't know if this was their way of trying to do moral equivalence. And, and I don't want to play that game either. I mean, you know, it's, I'm not going to say, you know, we we need to be sure that we're not citing things. But they, they were trying to. It was almost like they're trying to blame the right for what happened in mm-hmm. Virginia. Well, and, and the thing of it is they. In the original editorial, their language was very strong. Quote, the link to political incitement was clear. That's the first thing they said. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing they said in the third paragraph, as direct as in the Giffords attack. The the incitement was as direct. Both of those things are are strong statements that were utterly lies, as it turns out. And, of course, then they they had to to print a correction in which they said an earlier version of this editorial incorrectly stated that a link existed between political incitement 
and the 2011 shooting of Representative Gabby Giffords. In fact, no such link was established. Now, hats off to the editorial board of the New York Times because they admitted their mistake. But I tell you what, it, it, it's too I, little too late. I was going to say, I, don't, I still don't think they went far enough. Exactly. They could have I cited agree. some of the evidence um, that showed I why Sarah Palin wasn't connected to that. But anyway, <sighs> yeah, we were all like, it's like, you're seriously bringing up Sarah Palin? <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again, from something in 2011? Ah, oh, weird. This is Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Stay tuned. Home stretch next. There are times in a conflict when the emotional drain has left you with the been there, done that, got the t-shirt attitude. Your creativity has been totally zapped and you cannot think of any solution other than the ones that you've tried over and over again. I'm Scott Owen with Crosswalk Ministries of Central Iowa, and it's time to pause for peace. The letter S in the pause for peace principle is to search for creative solutions. This will require you to explore a little outside of the box you have erected around this conflict. The best solution might be an outlier to the typical win-win or 50-50 propositions. You might benefit from an additional set of eyes on the problem. So if we can help, please feel free to call us at 515-635-5465 to set up a free consultation or visit our website at crosswalkcounseling.org. Get that number, 515-635-5465. Listen to that music. Oh, that's just the wrong voice. It's like, no, you're listening to Caffeinated Thoughts Radio. Home stretch. We appreciate all of you listen. Please don't forget. Check us out on CaffeinatedThoughts.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We want to be your friend. (laughs) He's starting to sound a little bit like Venus Flytrap there. A little bit. Okay. Due to the incredible sheer volume of material we have available, because the leader of the free world loves Twitter, today we're once again ending the show with the top Trump tweet of the week. This is brought to you by Myers & Associates, serving the Midwest with industrial maintenance products and services. Call them at 515-795-3676. I might even answer the phone. Myers & Associates, (laughs) keeping your operations running. And now it's time, ladies and gentlemen, for the top Trump Tweet of the Week! <laughs> oh, we need what to happened w- there? We need to work on timing there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah! Hey! <laughs> I could oh. resist. <laughs> I think we we must need to have to rehearse. Apparently right. so. Okay, this is this is from, now you got three minutes left. So. This is from June fifteenth at five fifty five a.m. This is actually late in the morning for our beloved president. <laughs> they made up a phony collusion with the Russian story. Found zero proof, so now they go for obstruction of justice on the phony story. Nice. 
First thing that I'm wondering is who's the they he's talking right. about here. There was no tweet before that I looked. I oh boy. And then he says this at 6:57 a.m. on the same day. You are witnessing the single greatest witch hunt in American political history led by some very bad and conflicted people. So is he talking about about the special the, the special council? council? Who's he talking about? I was going to say we're we're going to say Robert Mueller is a bad, and conflicted bad and person. Conflicted people. Hmm. Okay, and then at two thirty, excuse me, two forty three p.m. same day. Why is that Hillary Clinton's family and Dems' dealings with Russia are not looked at, but my non dealings are? And last but not least, we had one at two fifty six p.m. Crooked H, I take it that's Mrs. Clinton. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton, yeah. Crooked H destroyed phones with a hammer, bleached emails, and had husband meet with AG days before she was cleared. And they talk about obstruction. <laughs> now, on that last email, Shane, I actually mm-hmm. think he's got a point. I think By he's the got last a tweet, point. you mean? Yep. yep. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah. Last tweet. Sorry yep. about so, that. Last thing. This just follows. Yeah, this, this follows after like calls for unity the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and and we had and I just had to say what 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 is going what was going on 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 uh, Thursday that that made him you know suddenly I'm just gonna the story about uh, a leak about um, Mueller focusing on ob- obstruction of justice came out earlier this week and suddenly i don't know trump just started thinking about it and a couple thoughts early in the morning still thinking about it in the afternoon <laughs> got him you know got him. No, i think what happens seriously i think what happens to the guy is you know his blood pressure gets up on something and he can't let it go i got a and tweet he's got, got a tweet. tweet it's my release seriously i think that's you could what, be right you could I, be onto something there uh, yeah well I, I this is this guy is a guy that Most has some interesting Go ahead. Most of his tweets were pretty much well sane most of the week, so that means the staffer was probably doing it. <laughs> anyway. Hey, that, either that or Donald was on his meds. Yeah, could be. <laughs> and you were listening to Catherine Anthods Radio. I hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned. Not stay Ron, tuned. Ron, what are you doing with this bumper music? Come back next week. Thanks for listening. Sounds like smooth operator. See you, everybody.